Hi, my name is Mia Cosentini. And I'm Harriet Lawler. We are cadets at the California Maritime Academy, recording from the Women in Maritime Leadership Conference. We've taken over to turn the tide on Allie and find out more about her and why she started Women Offshore. This is a Women Offshore podcast. Women Offshore is a 501c3 nonprofit organization supporting a diverse workforce on the water. I'm Harriet. I'm a 2C mechanical engineering with a license. I found out about the maritime industry through my brother, who actually graduated from Cal Maritime in 2014 with the same major. He would always come home, tell me about sea stories and all the places he's traveled to, so I wanted to do the same. I'm Mia. I'm a 2C marine transportation major. Cal Maritime is definitely not what I expected it to be, but I'm happy with the experiences that I've had with commercial and sea training cruises and the friends that I've made along the way. Hattie, how did you hear about Women Offshore? So I actually heard about Women Offshore my freshman year when I first came in. The women on campus are such a tight-knit community that they let me know like the second I got here about all the resources, and Women Offshore was a big one that they let me know about. How about you? I also found out about Women Offshore my freshman year. I found out at the annual Women in Maritime Leadership Conference, and they did say that it was a good resource to go to also. Allie, why did you start Women Offshore? So I started it because in 2015, I actually got on a ship where there were several women. I was working with another woman on the bridge, there was a woman in the engine room, there were women out on deck. For me, it was it was great in that it normalized seeing women on board. Also felt that I was no longer this anomaly walking down the deck. I thrived in that environment. I found a sense of belonging, camaraderie I had never known before. I was promoted to be a senior dynamic positioning operator on a deep water drill ship that was being built in South Korea. So I went there and I was the only woman and I missed that camaraderie I had found. And I was working with a great crew and it was nothing against them. I just wanted to see more women. Every night I was living in an apartment and I would reach out to the ladies, talk to them online. And I thought, this is how it should be in the industry where you have these connections and maybe using the internet like I was at that time to connect with these women is something that we could all do. So the idea of women offshore took shape in my mind and I wanted to start it as a nonprofit, but I had no idea how to do that. I knew how to blog. I started there, created a blog. Some people joined me in creating it, adding resources to the site. And it just grew. And here we are three years later. It's a 501c3 nonprofit. We're coming up on our third annual conference, which will be huge. And it's just very, very exciting. Over the past summer, when I was sailing on my commercial ship, the steward, she was a girl. And she let me know from like day one that if I ever have any issues or anything, that I can come and ask her. And just having that support of oh, well, she was the only one of the only other girls on the ship, and having that support of someone to go to who will understand some of the problems that I face was very helpful, and it made me feel like I belonged there. 
So I definitely understand what you're saying about working with a group of women and how it can be empowering. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think that's incredibly important. I was lucky enough to have a third engineer at one point that was a female. Um, She was incredibly helpful in teaching me and guiding me on how to work through this. It was a really good experience, and I definitely hope to see more women out there. Good. I love hearing that, and uh, I'm really excited to see where your careers go. You have so many opportunities now in the industry, so it's an exciting time, and it's good to hear those stories of mentoring and having those role models at your fingertips. What is one experience that you have had that really helped shape who you became? So a lot of the resources you see on Women Offshore are geared towards women who are starting out in their careers. And that's because there were moments that I had, especially when I was a cadet, where I struggled and I needed these resources. So I think back on my very first ship and there was a mate on board who was getting closer and closer to me and pushing some boundaries that I felt really uncomfortable with. He was calling me baby, and he was doing these things when no one else was around. And I felt so uncomfortable being around him, but I had been assigned to work with him. I didn't know what to do in that situation. Looking back, and probably people are listening, and the answer seems very obvious, I felt powerless as a cadet. I didn't think I had support, and if I had come forward, I didn't know if anyone would have believed me because he was doing these things when no one was around. So what I did was I just asked the chief mate if I could work on his watch instead, and I thought that I would be better off that way. Well, I still had to do some of my C project with that mate because I had to do my celestial navigation during different hours of the day and sometimes that mate was on watch. So I would have to be up there. I remember going up to the bridge, doing what I needed to do, and then leaving as quickly as possible. Got the sense that he realized that I was trying to spend less time around him. He cornered me one day and told me how lazy I am, and judged my character. And what he did not realize is that I just didn't want to be around him. I am not a lazy person, and I think most people would agree with that. And I was doing my C project in my cabin when perhaps I could have just done it on the bridge if I felt comfortable. Yeah, That's a very difficult story to hear that it happens to other people. Um, I haven't necessarily faced anything like that, but just the fact that you didn't feel safe sucks, honestly. Yeah, I mean, thank you for sharing that because, like, there's a lot of situations out there and nobody realizes that there's others out there who have gone through the exact same thing, but can't step up, don't feel like they should. Yeah, absolutely. And so through Women Offshore, I want women to feel empowered to speak up. I want men to feel empowered to speak up as well. 
And for people who are supervising cadets and, and women, I want them to know about what happens and that they can be champions of these women who might not feel that they can speak up. We need to change the culture. We need to break down those barriers. And the best thing that we can do, I think, is use the internet, have these conversations, go to conferences, put women in the same room together, get some men in there as well to talk about what's going on. Yeah, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. I will say this conference has been so inspiring to have all the girls from the other academies get together, and we all have so like so similar experiences, but yet there's just like a nice community aspect to seeing people that you don't normally see, but you have similar experiences with. Yeah, I feel like we all just kind of bonded really fast because yeah. <laughs> we all understood. Absolutely. And I see that. I see that around the world. When you get women together who have seagoing experience, they can connect so quickly because no one really understands what it's like to be a woman at sea unless you are a woman at sea. So that camaraderie builds very quickly and it's powerful. It's empowering. And I love it. Were you ever able to find a woman mentor of your own? Yes. I think it was 2016, maybe 2017. I met a woman at Rice University. And she had worked offshore for several years. We hit it off. We were there for a conference. And we stayed in contact. We agreed to talk on the phone a few weeks later after meeting. Her name's Erica Diermo, and she owns a consulting business where she also helps women in male-dominated industries. She advises them, runs workshops. She's a really cool person. And she talked to me a lot about the issues I was facing in the industry, and I got a lot of really great advice from her in an hour phone call. I went out to sea a few days later. I remember I had a little issue with someone. One of the guys had said something that kind of upset me. I was making announcements from the bridge, and he said that I sounded like a sex phone operator when I make my announcements. By that, it was meant as a joke. So I did what Erica had recommended, and that was... Pull the guy aside and just say, hey, dude, didn't appreciate that comment. Whereas in the past, I would have held it in and not said anything because I didn't want any issues. But I wouldn't have been true to myself doing it that way. So when I pulled him aside, he apologized immediately. He said that didn't mean to offend me and that he actually was really supportive of me he would ensure that no one said that again. He's my friend today, and I'm glad that Erica had given me that understanding that, hey, you can actually say something. You don't need to be quiet when you're uncomfortable. What's the biggest advice you would give somebody? Or like a female that's just about to go into it. I would say do everything you can to stay true to yourself. Whatever you want to do in this industry, go for it. 
And in that process, surround yourself with a network, a network of both women and men who you can talk to, rely on as you go through your career, people that you're going to help in that process, and they'll help you. But whatever you want to pursue, absolutely go for it. It's advice that I wish I had received. I remember graduating and just being told, act like one of the guys, make everything a joke. And I don't really know how to do that. And when I realized the best thing I can do is go out there and be myself, I made better decisions. I was more confident. And I think I did better in my job. What was that moment in which it all clicked? I think it was largely a process, and I had to be out there for several years. It was when I was working on a ship where there were several women. It was an inclusive environment, and I felt comfortable just to be who I am. After being in an inclusive environment and going to an environment that's not the best, how do you cope with it? I keep my network close. Right. So having women offshore just at my fingertips, I feel empowered. I feel empowered learning about other women, what they're doing. I feel empowered talking to other women about their careers. The other day in Houston, this woman named Kate Simmons visited. She had been on a sailboat that pulled into Houston and we got to meet up and we had been talking on women offshore for years. So it was really great meeting her face-to-face and just seeing a lot of the similarities in our careers. She's She sailed for much longer than I did. She sailed for about 20 years, and now she's becoming a pilot in Australia. Oh, wow. That's a That's big cool. deal. Yeah, she's amazing. That's so cool. And so meeting women like her, I'm inspired. And that network is you know, fun to have and to interact with. But keeps you going too. What is your proudest moment of women offshore? I have a couple. That's okay. Yeah. So one was opening up our second conference in July of last year with almost 200 registrations. And that was huge for us considering the year before we had 40. <laughs> and uh, Susan Dio. The president of BP America was our opening keynote. That's a big, that's a good keynote speaker. Yeah. Yeah. I was so proud in that moment, seeing all these women, women who I could identify with, who were connecting with one another so that they would have relationships beyond the conference, knowing that they would help each other in their careers. It was an amazing feeling. Another really cool moment was when I was actually here in California. This female cadet from Cal Maritime approached me and she said, are you the voice of the Women Offshore podcast? And I was really surprised because I don't think I could recognize someone's voice like that. Also, didn't have many episodes out at that point, maybe seven or eight. With my career and being in grad school, I I really don't have time to do more than one episode a month, but I've I've been trying to put out more lately. And she told me about how much the podcast had meant to her, that she had been on a ship where she was the only cadet and the only American, 
and she would come in support and she would look for my podcast and thanked me and it was such an amazing experience hearing that from her I was grateful for that feedback because that also keeps me going forward that's awesome it's really cool for us to get to interview someone who's a leader for women in the industry (laughs) yeah I honestly haven't met a female that's like actually sailed that isn't my age (laughs) like I know our class sizes are small and we have like a couple faculty who are women but it's just really inspiring to be able to like have a place to go where you can read about other people's experiences and that's one of the biggest things that I'm grateful about women offshore well thank you (laughs) I'm glad that you both are enjoying Women Offshore and getting what you need out of it. And it's incredible meeting both of you here at the Women in Leadership Conference. And I just want you to know that I'm always here for you. So whatever you need, please reach out. And we got to go to dinner. Thank you you for tuning in in to episode 20 20 of the Women Offshore Podcast. Until next time, stay safe out there and I'll talk to you soon.